0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Hello and Hello. welcome to the CrazeCast, the podcast run by the fans for the fans that brings it close to the action. My name is and Today I'm joined by my fellow host, Jay, as well as a couple of our team members. We have uh, Mian, Kelly, and Sarah with us.
2: Hello. 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 Hello.
1: To keep up with all of our content, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Craze Magazine and YouTube, The Craze. Before we begin, we'd like to give a big shout out to our patrons that help make this episode possible. Big thanks to Danielle, Stewart, Mian, and Brienne for their support. If you're interested in joining our Patreon, please go to patreon.com backslash magazine to check out all the great perks that we have for our members.
0: The Christcast is returning to K-pop Social Nights Podcast Fest this year. Last year, we had the wonderful opportunity for us to be part of the virtual podcast event, and we are happy to be back. This year's event has expanded to two days, taking place on July 10th and July 11th. We will specifically be there on July 10th, where we will be recording an upcoming podcast episode, and you can also meet with us and chat. This year's lineup and agenda has been announced with other great holly centered podcasts, performances, and breakout rooms for games, workshops, and so much much more. But that's not all. Not only is it an event with other great creatives, KPSN Podcast Festival is also a fundraising event in support of the National Alliance on Mental Health, mental illness, excuse me, for National Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. Proceeds from this year's event will go to the organization and The Craze is proud to be partnering up with KPSN Podcast Fest as a silver sponsor for this year. Tickets are available now and we hope to see you there. And with that being said, How's everybody doing? And for those who are joining us for the first time or returning,
2: please introduce yourself. Okay, uh, well, I guess I'll go first. <laughs> Hello everyone. Uh, my name is Sarah. I go by Young Ajima on social media and I'm doing quite nice. Today was buster or I guess last night into today. So i very excited to catch some clips of that in between work, but now I'm a little tired. <laughs>
3: I'll go next. Uh, my name is Kelly. Um, I'm a writer and editor for The Craze and I love 17. I guess that's all I've got to say. Really, that's me. <laughs> Hi, I'm
4: Nian. I'm the editor-in-chief for The Craze magazine and I also write sometimes and to backpack off of Kelly's love for 17, I am a massive 18 e
1: So, Roxy, how you doing? I'm hella sunburnt. <laughs> Cody <laughs> Connie and I did the um, an event down here in the DMV yesterday for uh, BTS's uh, anniversary, and it was outside. So I had an electrified racket to take care of cicadas, and I also got
2: really sunburned. So I'm just kind of tired now.
3: <laughs> Roxy and her never-ending saga of fighting off cicadas.
2: I'm always so thankful that they're not down at this end of Virginia. We had them last year, and it was like ridiculously bad, so... I do not envy you at all, Roxy.
1: There was one that like landed on Connie's back, and she turned around, and I saw it there. I was like, "Connie, there's a cicada on your back," and she like screamed and ran away. (laughs) She seems to attract them more than me, so that's what I'm thankful for.
4: I just can't believe all of this hatred from my insect friends. It's just they're just doing their jobs being little (laughs) little insect friends, and you guys are swatting them with tennis rackets and screaming their the only back-
1: job okay their only job is to breed and they did that already that's why they're flying around like dum-dums
3: <laughs> the background of my breakfast today was actually a documentary on cicadas so that was something that was wonderful i feel your pain roxy being
1: outside right now is not fun but at least we're toward the end of it so today's topic Just to jump right into it, um, we brought some guests on to talk about the K-pop experience with families. So there are a lot of people online that I feel like kind of hide their love for K-pop from their family. Um, But there are also those of us who are kind of more open about it and who have had a different experience with it. I know an example for me was a couple years ago, like when I really started getting into BTS, uh, for some reason, my brother took a lot of interest in it as well. And he, w- he used to go to dance classes. So he started signing up for like the K-pop dance classes um, and was like pretty interested in it for a while, but he kind of doesn't have a very long attention span. So he doesn't really care now, but it was just interesting to see him go from like, he, like my father used to make the comment of like, oh, they wear makeup. They're not real men, that kind of thing. But to see him transform from saying something like that to like appreciating the genre itself and how the music is produced was really cool. And I think that, you know, part of being able to change the perception is getting people to listen um, and kind of understand where we're coming from. And I know that can be hard sometimes, but it is cool to see when your family sort of gets behind you into something that you enjoy. I'll jump right in.
0: Yeah. Um, for me, I, I, It's more of like they've come, like they're not into K-pop. Like I have cousins who are into K-pop, but we don't really see each other often or talk about it. Once in a while, it'll come up. But since I got into K-pop, it was kind of one of those situations like, why do you like this? I don't understand it to now... Okay, obviously this thing is sticking with you, you show no signs of slowing down. So do what you do what you want kind of situation as long as it's making you happy. That's fine. But they don't really, really comment about it too much. They do question your my spending. <laughs> by spending for certain things and I think that's natural when you especially as an older fan um they're like well it's your money do what you want with it but like back then when I was more of a broke college student and a high schooler they were just like do you even have the money for all of this? Where are you getting the money for this to go to concerts or buy all these albums? I saved my allowance. That's what I did. <laughs> um, but other than that, like I guess, the yeah, that's the closest that I get to it. And they're fine with me going to concerts. And they're like, well, that's her thing. Why am I going to stop in that sense? But it's not necessarily they super understand, but they are just like, oh, okay, this is not going away anytime soon kind of situation.
3: I have like the opposite situation going on at my house. Um, I'm the kind of person that unfortunately when I become obsessed with a thing, I have to like get everyone else obsessed with that thing for, so that they can, they can like understand my personality, I guess. And it's to the point where my mom is probably even a bigger army than I am, which is an interesting uh, concept. So she's obviously got more money than I do since she's a well-established adult and I'm, I'm, I'm floundering you know in my near 30s and um, my dad is actually a fan too and not not to the same extent he's more of a casual fan but it's very weird when you go to like Barnes and Noble and your mom is the one that's collected all the bt21 merch they have there and you're just walking out with like a book that's an interesting uh thing to experience
2: that is so cute I love that uh so I brought in my youngest uh son I was a k-pop fan through K-dramas, and then uh you know He's always in the back seat listening to whatever I'm listening to. And so that is how he fell into the world of K-pop. I was only too happy to just gently guide him, if you will, <laughs> to the groups that I like. But honestly, it wasn't until uh, BTS kind of circa 2014, 15, that he really like exploded into the fandom. He also started when he was really little. Like he was still in his high chair when I got into k-pop. So I feel like maybe he didn't have a choice. But now that he is much older, um he still listens to it, although now he's branched out to like k hip hop and k rm b, but still is my ride or die concert like goer. So yeah, that's how he. We- And we kind of do it up here. Now, my husband, he's kind of not into it, but he knows about it because he doesn't have a choice. We don't shut up about it in the house. (laughs) So, and my oldest just acts like K-pop doesn't exist, but he does know it's there.
0: It's interesting because um, if you if you know Sarah and if you've been to KCon, you always see the the younger one, yes, tailing around <laughs> Sarah throughout the convention, and um, I, I find it funny because I was just thinking of that moment where. <laughs> Sarah you posted on social media about the BTS meal and how
2: you' the little <laughs> one was like I don't want the BTS meal yes so now he's uh like he'll be 13 next month or excuse me in two months and so he's kind of going through that whole thing right but he's still a fan like his room is still a BTS room posters everywhere he's got the merch and whatnot but when we're out in public you know he's trying to be cool however if I don't say anything he's like oh did you uh did you hear the new BTS song it's like oh are we still interested in that I thought you had changed so (laughs) yeah it's pretty funny
0: Mian do you want to add your story yeah
4: so when I first got into BTS it was kind of like this um, nobody else in my family understood it I always tend to go through these things where I'm very like focused on one thing and I'm focused on that one thing for like a year before I move on to the next but I always still go back to that thing like I still love it um like I still love professional wrestling I still love the Boondock Saints movies I just don't talk about them as much as I used to um so when I first got into BTS my family kind of just figured that would be a similar situation to those things um but instead it was just like I focus on BTS for you know, a year, year and a half very intensely. And then all of a sudden I was getting into all these other groups. And so while like my focus wasn't on BTS as much, it was on all these other K-pop groups. And so um like my mom is an RM bias like most moms are. Um she got a cricket um, during the pandemic and has started making me like K-pop mugs. She made me an 80s mug and she was very excited about that. Um my brother's girlfriend is obsessed with God's menu by stray kids, like to the point where she does the choreography while watching the videos. Um and then my aunt that I'm currently staying with right now um as I've been spending more time with her now that I've moved down to North Carolina, um, she is in love with 80s, and um, she has three biases. Her favorites are Yo-Sung, Young, and Mingi. Um, and when we go out and I'm like, oh, I really like this camo shirt because it reminds me of Sun." And then I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. She's like, that's not weird. You're just passionate. And I'm like, that's like the first time an adult family member has been like, you're not weird. You just really like this and it's okay. And so it's been really nice having somebody like that in my life, I think.
2: Can I just say that like I understand now what you meant by cricket, but when you first said it, I was like, she has a pet, cricket? <laughs> Did That's she what I thought too.
3: <laughs> and we've come full circle to the cicada story. We started. I know, with.
2: we can't get away.
3: <laughs> I'm the only one in my
4: family that likes insects, though. So, like, my mom would not have a pet cricket. Of oh, all okay. things,
1: though, that seems like I feel like crickets die really fast, so it would be just a very sad thing to invest in.
4: You're talking about the insect this time, right? Not yes, like the insect. Big... Okay, yes, because <laughs> you said invest in, and I was just like, um, emotionally. There you go.
0: So that kind of leads me into the question of you know know, obviously, we do have experiences where, um, where we've had our family members accepting of it or supporting it. But what about for our listeners who are trying to get their family involved or something like that? What is something that maybe, you know, I understand to an extent, maybe some for some people, they'll never get it. But you know, for those who are trying, what are some things that you'd like to tell them or like, ways how to slowly get your family to really accept what K-pop is or at least to an extent understand it.
2: Well, what uh, I try Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You can go ahead. <laughs> uh what I try to do is find a song that I feel like they would enjoy, uh, maybe something in the similar vein to what they listen to um something on, you know, like the pop 100 stations in the world and start from there. Like, oh, okay. You like this one. You like Dua Lipa. How about uh, Mamamoo or here's Hwasa's um, solo album? You know, check this out. You might like it. If they're into rock, I try to find something maybe from Day 6 or some of the older, like FTE Island or whatever to get them maybe interested or at least open that door a crack and see if they would be open to hearing other songs from that group or something in a similar vein
3: Um, like Sarah said that's kind of what I did with my dad Um, he's more of a much more casual fan where he's just here kind of for the music Um, so luckily he's just kind of open and was already like um, diverse in the way that he did listen to music so it wasn't a far jump for him to kind of appreciate well this song is good and this one sounds similar so I can like that too even if it's in Korean. Um, my mom was a different story when I first got into it, because like I said earlier, I really just wanted her to kind of understand where I was coming from and like why it wasn't me just being obsessed with a boy band or something like that. And so I'm sure that I made her listen to music, you know, just being like, Hey, I love this song. Why didn't you try listening to it? Because you love me. And that's a wonderful thing a mother could do for her daughter. Um, but then I also handpicked, um, this is for BTS. I handpicked, like some really sentimental videos and like bangtan bombs and showed them to her and tried to like help her understand why I was so emotionally invested. Um, and it wasn't, you know, too, too much, but it actually kind of clicked and it worked with her and suddenly she was invested herself. Um, So that was something that really worked for me.
4: I did something very similar to that with my aunt where I showed her um, all of like the 80s kingdom performances um, to see if, you know, she could appreciate like the dancing and stuff like that. And she took to it like super fast. My uncle, not so much, but I did get him to sit through, um, the first season of Sweet Home and then when he realized he could have watched it in English he was you know a little jokingly annoyed but I was just like it's so much better in Korean like you wouldn't have gotten the same experience out of it if you had watched it in English um my mom was my mom just listens to whatever I listen to and so it was just a matter of playing BTS enough around her for her to be like okay I like this one rapper who is he um but I don't think my dad will ever get it and that's fine he's you know he's weird He. the listens to the same things over and over again he watches um cars being towed so he's in his own little bubble and he can stay in his own little bubble but I've also done the um playing a similar k-pop song to a song like my
1: brother already likes and that has worked in the past
4: for me as well
1: the way I laughed when you said watching videos about cars being towed that just sounds like so it's a very it sounds very niche I feel that though I mean that's
4: that's my dad he you know I mean but I can't really say anything because I watch dash cam videos like for fun
1: see my dad is also the same kind of way but not he doesn't watch cars being towed he just watches the same like food network things all the time but it's like it's like a stubborn old man syndrome right it's like trying to be like hey right. look at this cool thing and he's like no okay all right okay, but like dad. for whatever
4: reason my dad loves baby metal he absolutely loves <sighs> baby metal so I don't understand why he can't get behind k-pop
1: that's really funny <laughs> your
2: dad is awesome I love baby
1: yes
0: <laughs> here for it um for me I think uh if for me it's like play it enough they'll eventually ask. Um, what I do is um, if it's my car, my my rules in terms of music. So they have no choice but to sit through me listening to any of the K-pop playlists that I have. Um, but at least for my mom, um, the experience that I have is that before I even got into K-pop similar to Sarah, like it was by way of K-dramas. And now for my mom, she has access to my Vicky. my netflix account so she's been watching dramas to no end and she has picked up this habit and so now like certain ones like she'll watch especially if she's watching new ones if i happen to walk into the room i was like oh hey this person is a singer they're part of a group and she's like oh really and i'm just like yeah and then um, if I'm playing it around the house at times, um, there's only one moment where I have like that glimmer of like, are you gonna get into it? I was re-watching a BTS concert and she saw Tay perform Singularity to be exact. And he, she was like, who is he? He's very handsome.
1: Okay, and I was- see that, that performance has power. Having witnessed <laughs> it moon. myself, Your it has power.
0: He was, she, yeah, she was like, who is he? Because, wow, he's really handsome. And I was just like, oh, I paused. I was like, oh, are you going to get into them? Please? Kind of? Please? Understand? Come into the world a little bit more. Because she's like, you're buying BTS stuff again? Because if you see my room now, um... I have so much BTS merch It's not that even funny um, she's like man you're always buying BTS stuff blah 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 I was like leave me alone it's my money <laughs> you know kind of situation but she'll see it, and um, now so she'll see the McDonald's commercial or sometimes randomly like she'll see a video on Facebook or whatever I was like oh there's your favorite w- which I'll point to Tay and like that's the closest thing I have to that um, extent and for those who are listening I think it's just trying to expose them little by little you don't want to overwhelm your family by just being like here listen to all of this or just Shove it down their throats. I think, you know, you have to ease them in a little bit just to, you know, gauge their reaction.
1: But also just like sometimes just playing it in the house kind of just makes it happen. So my mom has a couple of songs that are her favorite and waffles between these three specifically. It's Danger by BTS, Growl by EXO, and Call Me Baby by EXO. So like if I play one, she's like, that's my favorite song. And I'm like, well, you have to pick one of the three. Uh it can't be a different one every time. But like they're they're been times where, you know, I play music in my room when I'm doing things and then I'll come out and she's like whistling the um, melody of the song, stuff like that. And um, she's actually sat with me before. I like to do this thing where if I stay home. I just cycle K-pop music videos and drink and get really excited. Um, so she sat with me doing that before. (laughs) And it's just like, even with my brother, like when I, I was living with him for a period of time, uh, before he got married and I would, I just play my music really loud all the time. And at one point I made like, a YouTube video that was like BTS's vines and I like walked into his room and he was watching the video that I made without me knowing so it's like it's just like little exposure I think that and if you know these people care about you they're going to try to understand why something like this matters to you.
4: I thought it was really sweet so my birthday was back in April and because it was my first birthday in North Carolina after having moved here and um my mom and dad weren't able to come down for it. My brother and his girlfriend came down, but then my aunt, and uncle and my two cousins took us out for Korean for my birthday and we walk into the restaurant and immediately I'm so excited because they're playing Shine by Pentagon and it was just like every song that came on I was like "Oh, Aunt, Aunt Crystal, Aunt Crystal this is so and so, this is so and so I really hope we hear eighties, and then all of a sudden Fireworks started playing and she knew what the song was and we both just looked at each other and it's like she was excited for me to be able to hear eighties on my birthday in a restaurant and it was just just like the smallest little things, like when you can find family that just embrace it as much as you do. It's just, it's such an amazing feeling, but agreed with like, if you just in- introduce it to them little by little or you put on videos and get drunk with them, it's as long as you're, you know, legal age or at home, we don't judge. um It's just such, such a nice feeling.
2: So my mom actually asked me for a mixtape. Uh, she's in her 70s, right? So it's always so cute. chill uh she knows BTS just because of how popular they are and how uh, Brandon fanboy got into K-pop, but, um, one day she's like, hey, can you make me a mixtape? I like this song and this song. So can you just make like, put 12 songs together on a CD and send it to me? And I started laughing cause I was like, mom, nobody makes mixtapes anymore. Like what era are we? But I forgot she's older. So she thinks, you know, mixtape. So I had to um like download songs that I thought she would like, like, hey, if you like this then you'll probably like these two songs and sandwich them in between songs that I knew for sure that she liked. And it actually works. She uh, plays it in her car and is very happy. And she thinks she's like the coolest grandmother ever because she knows all about K pop. At least that's what she thinks.
3: Um, Going off of that and kind of what Roxy was talking about a little bit ago, um, my mom had a problem where once she got into K-pop, she only cared about BTS, which is totally fine. Um, But, you know, I liked more than just that. And so I was trying to figure out how to help her kind of branch out from that a little bit just because there's so many great artists. And um, this wasn't even intentional, but what actually worked the best um, she became obsessed with Superstar BTS when it came out and she would play it literally every single day for hours on end. And then when they discontinued it, uh, I was like, hey, uh, there's one for 17 too. And she liked the idea of it. So she downloaded that and then she's playing Superstar Plutus, And it's so funny because she she ended up becoming a carrot um, with me before that but now she actually also really loves orange caramel specifically and it is just the cutest thing to have this like 60 year old woman blasting Catalina in her car it is just so wholesome but that's what worked for me in terms of her branching out great taste in orange caramel by the way um what has been your favorite
0: memory with your family involving k-pop Aside from, like, getting them into it, like, what was something that, you know, this moment in particular really will just stick
2: with me for a long time? Uh, so I have kind of, like, a two-part. The first part was actually getting tickets to CBTS BTS for Fanboy, um... I want to say it was 2016. It was his first concert and as far as he knew, like I couldn't get tickets because of how how it is. Like if you're a K-pop fan, even if you've never gone to a concert, you know how difficult and how crazy getting tickets are, especially for BTS even back then. But I was able to get it and then I was able to stay quiet until Christmas to uh surprise him. So we did this whole big thing and like I recorded it and put it up on YouTube and it didn't go viral, but it, you know, it it went Fairly well. So when we got to the concert, everybody was like, "Oh, that's the cute little boy from the video," and he was so excited. I think he was like nine or ten at the time. And then the second part was um, going to KCON LA the first time with him because he had been wanting to go for the longest time. I was like, "No, you're not old enough. Oh, I'll be busy." Blah blah blah. But uh, he finally like proved that he would be responsible if he was by himself. And yeah, we hung out and he had like the best time. Just being around all of the other like K-pop fans because like he's around me but when he's kind of out like in school and everything there weren't many K-pop fans that he knew of and the ones that he did know were like all girls and you know he's a guy and he's like I don't really want to hang out with girls and talk about BTS all the time but I want to talk about BTS all the time so it was great to be able to see through his eyes like how fun going to a convention and going to a concert was. I
3: have a similar story to that and um, it's actually kind of also a two-parter. Um, my Both of my parents have gone to um, concerts with me at this point and it was of their own choosing. And um, the first time, similar to you, Sarah, um, well, actually this was uh, a little bit different, um, but my mom, she's actually slept on sidewalks with me before to like camp out to be as close as possible. Um, so that was probably my, my favorite memory because I, I, I was not exactly, you know, the happiest in that moment, but the fact that my mom went through everything with me and it was in Chicago on like the streets in the middle of downtown, it was a struggle. And she was there with me just so she could get up close and personal just to see uh, Jimin because that's her favorite. And um, then for actually the, that was the Love Yourself tour. And for the Speak Yourself tour, um, my dad decided to tag along as well. And um, this was actually what relates to you, Sarah. Um, I actually had posted a tweet about my dad dad going and you know we gave him I let him borrow like one of my army bombs and he actually went viral for it too and it was cute because people were like oh my gosh can he adopt me you know I want to be part of your family and all that stuff and it was just so adorable knowing that like it was evident in this video that I took of him and this was even before the concert that he was happy and he was having a good time and it was cool that other people could like appreciate that and that it didn't matter that he was this 60 year old man so I relate there for sure that is so cute
1: I think that my, it took me a minute to try to figure this one out because, you know, my family doesn't go to these events with me or anything, but um, I would s- it's been about a year and a half or so. Um, I got, I have a BTS tattoo um, and I had planned to get it done. And at first um, my parents were not super thrilled about it uh, just because they're not very happy with tattoos in general, but I kind of explained what it meant essentially. And as soon as I kind of explained the the sentimental attachment and the emotion behind it, um, that seemed to really strike a chord, especially with my mom. So... She and my brother and sister-in-law came with me to my first tattoo appointment. Um, and that, I guess, made me feel like at least, you know, maybe they don't fully get get it, but they kind of understand what it means to me and are supportive of it. So that's probably the favorite memory that I have.
0: and do you have anything?
4: I struggled for a little bit to think of one too, because like Roxy, like my parents don't go with me. The one K-pop concert I went to was BTS in Canada that I went to with a friend with from work um but if anybody knows me and they know my alt is son from ATs, I have a bit of a problem where I collect his photo cards no matter how expensive they are because his are always the most expensive and um whenever I get a new one I always take a picture and I send it to my mom and I send it to my aunt and just them being happy that I have another card for my collection that's really cool to me because like well they don't know how expensive they are but they get they're just like, oh, you have another one for the collection. How many is that now? And when I when I finally pulled San. Like on my own, didn't have to buy him. It was the um the concert DVD from last year. And I started crying because, you know, finally pulled him. And um being able to be like, Mom, I pulled son, I pulled son, and just getting like the oh my God, how did you do that message back? That was really cool.
0: So for me, I have two distinct memories. Um w- the first one is it's not my immediate family, it's actually one of my grandparents and they actually live in LA and my family who lives up there. When I was first going up to concerts in LA, like early on um, for K-pop concerts didn't really matter who the artist was I was staying with them for a while because again for a college student couldn't afford a hotel room or an Airbnb at the time so you know thank you you know family up there for letting me stay with whether I was with friends or by myself and my grandma is like cute like she doesn't understand the whole thing she just un- knows that I like K-pop but she's like I I went to visit her and not too long ago. And so she's like, when are you going to the next concert? Is there another K-pop concert? I was like, oh, oh, I was like, oh, okay. Like, oh, grandma, there probably might not be a show until like 2022. Maybe it could be sooner. But um, most likely 2022. She's like, oh, okay, come visit situation. I'm like, oh, she knows. And then my uncle, who is her son, there's times where, uh, like, back then, again, like I mentioned, didn't really have enough money to really go anywhere was willing to drop us off at the convention and in that time period um, my uncle was like oh I keep seeing these ads for KCON so I looked into it a little bit and oh okay like I understand it a little bit like it seems fun like okay you're having fun so that is a memory that sticks with me and then there was another memory I have of when I was at work and I had family from Canada come visit here where I'm at and they wanted to go to LA so they went to LA and I was like if you go to the BT21 section of the line store let me know because there's things that I need to buy they don't really they're like okay it's a store but they don't like this was after the remodel of how they did the store. And from there, I I found it so cute because my mom went and my mom doesn't really know anything. She she's seen the characters because I have certain stuff. But she just had a list of things that I wanted. And I was bitter because I couldn't go. But it was so cute to see like my cousins were sending pictures of my mom taking pictures with the characters and like the signatures and everything. And I'm like, I wish I was there. (laughs) (laughs) her to experience it with her but you know through my cousins I was able to have that somewhat moment and I was just like oh next time I'm dragging her with me again that's where I'll leave it at that but I've never really had any moments of like family coming with me to concerts but yeah anyways
1: I do have another story actually about my grandma. So, um with BTS kind of becoming more mainstream in the West, um my grandma will just come over sometimes and be like, "Oh, here, I have this thing for you." So, she bought um the the Time Magazine BTS edition. I don't remember when this was. It might have been like a year ago or something. Um but after she gave it to me, she went uh, and talked to my mom about it and was like, "I read through this whole magazine and I kind of understand why Roxy, you know, cares about them so much." Um it, it seems like like... <laughs> you know, they seem very special. And I just thought it was kind of cute that she like read the whole thing uh before giving it to me. Am I allowed to talk about my boss?
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, an extension of your family is also your friends and the other people who are around you, right? So I say, why not?
1: Right. It's uh, because... our, the boss at our our paid job.
4: Yeah. Um. One, I, I love her to pieces. I've been at this job for almost six years now and like she takes any interest in stride. Like our our coworkers in our departments are or such like very similar but then also their own separate people as well and so it's like this fun work environment that I'm not sure like most people have and I think that's a lot to do with our boss um but when I first got into k-pop in BTS she would ask me questions and then um like when we were trying to break the streaming record for I think it was fake love I sent her the music video jokingly and then I walked into her office a few minutes later to ask her a question and she was watching it um and then when I got into 80s. She would ask questions about them, and um, it got to the point where I think Roxy and I both, for a time, were sending K-pop music videos in our end of day updates. And then in the morning, when we would get replies from her, there would be a question about the music video. And so it was. It, I just I love our boss to pieces.
3: I can relate to this so hard. Um, at my last job, I remember it was like 2016, and K-pop wasn't really big over here yet, and um, or in the U.S. And um, I remember people knew me as like the K-pop girl in the office because I was kind of one of the younger ones. And so, you know, a lot of people there just didn't get it at all. And um, my one boss would come up to me in the break room all the time and she would be like, So, like, do you want to marry them or something? Is that why you like them? Like, do you want to marry them? And I was like, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed, <laughs> you know. Um, but then it was funny because I left that job. Um, and I found out later on that one of my friends, he said that they would start playing K-pop in the office, like nowadays, which is just wild to me. Um, uh, but my current job, my boss. Um, and this one, she knows that I like K-pop too. And she's really latched onto it for some reason. Um, and it's like, she'll be like, Kelly, I heard BTS on the radio. Kelly, I saw this in a bookstore. Kelly, I did this. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. And whenever she introduces me to like a new employee or something, she'll be like, this is Kelly. She likes K-pop. <laughs> and I'm like okay, that's my defining characteristic now. And we joke about it all the time. And I remember I actually made her a playlist at one point, because I was like, at this point, I feel like you just need to give it a chance and just listen to it. And she, she actually really liked it. Um, so maybe that will go somewhere someday. Um, we'll see
0: that's cute. I have also a similar situation with my old office. Um, I, I met uh, somebody who also did training with me, and we were just stuck together. And um, Vanessa, if you're listening to this, I love you. Um, But uh, so when I was getting to know her, uh, so she was like, she noticed that I had like certain BTS stuff on my on my office desk and um, she's like, who's that? I think I've seen them before. I don't know who they are. And ever since then um, I have uh, like been telling her like, oh yeah, I'm into K-pop. I'm part of um, this magazine that also writes on K-pop, blah, 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 you know, doing this whole feel of, you know, yeah, I'm into this. And through like, she's known about BTS to an extent because she has another relative who, likes BTS and because of that so she started asking me more and she's like um she's like Jay like what is this what is this so I can show my you know my family members my nieces and I'm like oh okay here's that and then it was to the point where last year um when we were like in the bulk of you know, Coldemort, um, we, you know, she was like, Oh, like, I, I really want to go to a concert one day or just see or go to a K-pop concert. And I just want to understand it more. And I was just like, Oh, okay, I'll let you know when there's one here or, or a close date, like a close city nearby. Okay, sure. And the sweetest thing that she's done for me is, um, she actually for my birthday surprised me. She's like, I'm going to get you something K pop. And I'm like, okay. And so she found out about a store here in one of the supermarkets that uh, the Korean supermarkets that they sell k-pop albums and all of that and she knows i really like j-hope and so one day i she comes back from lunch and she stuffs something under my desk and i'm like what did you do and she's like it's your it's your birthday slash christmas present because i fall into the december realm of birthdays where gifts get combined um and i open it and she was so sweet to get me a j-hope pillow and a bt21 hat and i was just like Oh, you didn't have to. I really appreciate it. So like, I definitely understand that feeling of, you know, getting co workers also involved into it, like they're not necessarily your blood relatives, but you know, an extension of you as a kind of like your family. So I totally get it and since then if you see certain videos or if you look back on the old um like that I do he's in the background (laughs) J-Hope's pillow is like right in the background for stuff that I do online. Roxy
4: you called me something one time when I made somebody else at work start listening to k-pop and I can't remember what it was.
1: Uh I don't really remember either. (laughs) But Mian does this thing where like, anytime we get a new, uh, a new person on the team, uh, they just go and are like, Hey, look at this. And um, there was actually a person that started at the same time as me. And uh, he like gets, he just randomly gets like K-pop videos and his reaction is so funny because he's like, (laughs) he's so like, I, I don't even know how to put it into words. He's just like so funny about it.
4: He, he will just like. The words he uses to express how much he enjoys the songs are just like, it's just, it's so funny to me. And I don't know why, but he also loves Oo Young. And I feel like that's just a thing that happens. Everybody just eventually ends up loving Oo Young.
1: Didn't he, wasn't he, there was a period of time where he was just saying yee haw all the time to everything? Yes.
4: He did. He would, because I sent him that video of A. T. S. saying yeehaw. And so my coworker started saying it back to me whenever I would answer a question for him.
1: I think what's so great about this is like a lot of times it seems like people only share stories about how everyone is mean to them for being into K-pop so it's just like having people around you that are accepting of it and are not you know don't criticize you is what's really great about you know being able to share this kind of stuff with people in your sphere
0: I agree I think if um, if you can't necessarily sway your family per se you know there are places where such as us like I think all of us here at the craze because all of us are team members you know in a way we're our own kind of family and you know it's nice to have a community where we get to talk to each other and be like oh my god this this release is happening or this K-drama is happening, let's talk about it. And I think if you are out there listening and you just feel like you're lost or just don't feel like there is that connection with the people who are around you physically, there is a space online. Be safe, of course. Be very, very careful treading that water, of course. But there is a space online where you connect and you can build that type of family as well, right? I think we can all agree on that absolutely and who knows, you know, like um, when the opportunity happens. So I I jokingly like to call Sarah my mom because, <laughs> you know, she is a mom, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, there there are times where, you know, we get to meet, whether it's me and Sarah meeting or me and then Roxy and Kelly getting to meet, you know. Eventually by talking to people online, again, be safe, be careful. Um, you get to meet these people eventually come at an event and there's somebody who you've connected with, it's, it's just not screen to screen anymore. It's something more tangible, where you can see these relationships that you're bonding, uh, building, excuse me. And that's how your family builds. And, you know, you you have a foundation in that kind of sense of these people get it, they understand, and I feel safe here. But also, again, be careful, be safe.
3: I think it's also cool because when you do, like, if it's people that you do um, meet, you know, online or whatever, um, and you meet up in person the first time, you kind of, regardless of any kind of friendship you've already developed you just kind of have that mutual understanding as like being fans of k-pop together that it's like oh well you know i you know what i how i'm feeling and i know how you're feeling and you can just kind of connect on like a different level um like this is a little different but i remember like going to my first k-pop concert and just like walking into that arena and just knowing that i was like surrounded by all of these people that just got it you know even though i didn't you know talk to every single one or whatever it was just this feeling of just kind of solidarity and that was something something else. That was one of my personal favorite K-pop memories in general. It is so cool.
4: Agreed. I had like a similar experience when I saw BTS in Canada because it was just me and my friend we drove from Virginia to Canada. Um, so we didn't know anybody at the show or whatever, but waiting in line for merchandise, we met these two fellow girls who um they were there by themselves. They weren't seated sitting near us, but we were able to hang out before the show and we got some food with them. And it was just really nice that like we were able to like so quickly make friends and like we still follow each other on Twitter and Instagram. And um I think I'm friends with one of them on Facebook still. Um, So it's just nice to see like how they are even if we don't talk as much, it's nice like we had that moment together and we can still like look back on
1: that I think it also really shows like the diversity of people that are involved so I feel like people or people that don't like k-pop especially try to paint the entire genre as run by like insane teenage girls basically but if you actually go to one of these events you see people from all walks of life that are there um, and that connects all of us connect on the foundation that we care a lot about the music so it's just, it's really cool to be able to experience that too, where even yesterday at the, the BTS event we did, like there are so many different types of people, so many different age ranges and like everybody is so open with each other because we share this common ground. And even me, I have like, I have social anxiety issues. So, but like when I'm in a group like this, like I can easily talk to anybody and feel comfortable. So I do think that's something pretty special about the community itself.
3: It's cool, too, because it's also, you know, we, like I've, we're roughly all around the same age where we're, you know, young adults and stuff like that or established adults. But when you think of someone like I said, my mom, she's fully in this as much as I am practically. Um, and she's in she's in her you know later 60s at this point. Um, when she went to uh, one BTS concert with me, I remember that I was camping out on the sidewalk um, and this was before she camped out on the sidewalk with me. Um, she was staying at a hotel for the first show we went to. And she ended up bonding with this other BTS mom there. Um, and they started talking about things and just relating on their own level that, you know, I couldn't really relate to personally because there was a little bit of an age difference there. But she just immediately clicked with her. Um, and now she's part of this like army mom Facebook group or something. And she checks it every single day. And she's got these like pen pals that will just send her merchandise and little letters and like fake photo cards and stuff like that. And it is so sweet and so cool to see that she's thriving in her own little you know social bubble that she found through k-pop and i'm not even a part of it
4: your mom is just so wholesome i love it
3: she does her best I i get warm fuzzy feelings
1: about this because i feel like all i hear about most of the time is how shitty people are especially in fandom so just like the fact that there's still a space of like wholesomeness is really nice it gives me hope and humanity
3: since we're talking about warm fuzzies, this is a little bit not related, but uh, my mom actually, um she went as far as to write a fan letter to Jimin Um, and like, this was around 2017 and I think maybe it was 2018, I can't remember, whenever um was it Burn the Stage was the first documentary they released on YouTube um, and it was about the Wings tour and I remember there's the one episode where he's like kind of beating himself up a little bit and she went as far as to write a fan letter to mail to him and was like, I'm a mom so I know what I'm talking about and you're the best and you shouldn't talk yourself down and everything. And so when, when she's, when you say she's wholesome, it's the full package.
4: I fully (laughs) love your mom. I fully (laughs) love your mom. That is so adorable.
1: Oh, that is so cute. So yeah, I just think it's nice to be able to share stories like this of all the good things that come out of K-pop and being able to sort of share it with your family and things like that. Um, I hope that it makes some younger people feel better too about being able to be open with their family. But we're going to go ahead and move on to our next segment uh, and talk a little bit about an underrated artist. So this week we chose Dia. Dia who is a girl group that has been on the scene since, uh, 2015. Um, they were originally formed to be the younger sister group of Tiara. Um, but what they're most known for, I would say is that the member Cheon, uh, actually made it into IOI in 2016. So, um, that sort of helped them a little bit, but, A lot of the issues that I see with Dia is um, there's a cycle of members and a cycle of hiatuses. So I think probably the thing they've had the hardest time with is consistency in that. And they only seem to get a release about like once a year or so. And most of their music videos do not get past six million, but six million was a pretty good number back in 2016. Not so much anymore. But what did you all think about Dia's music?
3: I actually have a funny story about this. Um, I got into K-pop around, uh, 2016 and I, I did it by accident. Really? Um, I started listing on Pandora because I wanted new, um, to like add music to my workout playlist. And I knew that K-pop was a thing and I already liked, um, some other, you know, not English speaking music. So I thought I'd give it a go. And, um, one of their songs came up first and was like one of the first few K-pop songs that I loved. Um, it was their song, Mr. Potter, Which if anyone knows, it's it's a trip to listen to. Um it's Harry Potter themed. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember that it was like, oh my gosh, this is K-pop. I think I love K-pop. And like I still have it on my playlist today. And it's just funny that like they were so essential to like my formative K-pop years. So I
0: don't have much to talk about in regards to dia I think it was just one of for me it was around the time where so many girl cool groups were coming out especially after IOI that I'm like I can't keep up I, I really I mean now of course there's more and more groups but like at that time I was like there's so many that I really can't keep up that I for me I couldn't get into them I I know that they have good music I like Kelly mentioned Mr. Potter was one of the um few songs that I listened to and I think it's just one of those things where for me, it's hard to get into girl groups. And if like, for me, if I just don't resonate with it, it's hard for it to stick. But just because for me, it was hard for me to get into them or really listen to them does not mean that you shouldn't listen to it either. (laughs) Okay, don't take my word for actual fact. They are still a good group. They worked hard to get to where they are. They have a solid fan base. I think it's because I don't see them often as much that I'm like, oh, yeah, they are a group kind of situation.
1: What I find kind of interesting about it is that they had a member that debuted in IOI, but like a lot of people don't even think about that or remember that. Um, I don't know. It's just like they do they do the sort of traditional like bubbly pop girl group stuff. At least that's kind of what I got out of listening to their title tracks. But you know, it all comes down to personal taste.
3: I think a thing that also kind of works against them while it also works for them is that their discography as a whole is it's like really calming in a way it's the kind of you know the kind of music that's just really comforting when you listen to it um i think it was their 2018 album i think it's called summer Aid. um the whole thing just feels like a nice calm summer day like even the more upbeat tracks um and so like it's nice because you know it, it makes you really calm when you're listening to it and it's just a, a great feeling but then at the same time um throughout their whole discography there's there's There aren't too many songs that are like really standouts that are kind of in your face. Um, And I think that kind of is what lets them fall by the wayside a bit and so you know it's kind of a two double-edged sword there um where it's great how it is but if there was just something that had like a little bit more of a spark that could help them stand out amongst like you said jay all of the girl groups there's just so many right now
2: yeah i agree with everyone um dia is i know they're i don't want to say they're popular but they've been around for a while personally i don't do like the agio poppy sound of the girl groups but i do like a few of their b-sides um, I know the Mr. Potter is not a B-side, but I do like that song. Uh, And then in 2019, they came out with Neutro. I think that might've been their last EP. And they had a song on there called No, which is uh, very different from the poppy. It's more of a mature sound. So I definitely dig that one the most, I think out of everything.
1: I wonder if like part of the issue is also that like, like Kelly said, they kind of have this sort of like chill, chill sound and what seems to be selling these days for girl groups is like the girl crush thing. So you get these really like hard hitting songs um, from the girls. That seems to be what the formula is for what works right now. So I do wonder how much that contributes.
3: I agree with that too. Cause if you think like even girl groups that don't really have a full on girl crush concept, think like, like weekly, for example, like, you know, they're still kind of straddling those like cute concepts but with like a touch of girl crush concept where it kind of can please a lot of audiences and still be kind of more fun and upbeat um and I just unfortunately I feel as though kind of like the the cute concepts are falling by the wayside so yeah
4: um I agree with Sarah I had also written no as one of the songs that stood out to me, but I'm not a fan of like the very cutesy girly songs. So I also did really like um, Blue Day. I forget which album that was off of, but it made for a really good listen while I was coloring. So
3: I think that's another thing is that there's actually a lot of strength in like their B-sides. And so maybe, I mean, even though I think they all, like I said earlier, they kind of have a similar feeling. I think it would be, you know, nice for them if they could kind of showcase something different in their title tracks. I think that would really be beneficial for them Um, and just kind of their like staying power as a group um, and just kind of helping them stand out amongst the oversaturated K-pop industry right now. So like,
0: I think for me personally I need to give dia more of a chance um I I didn't really get the chance to really look into them and so for me it's like I I want more but I also have to really just put myself in a situation of let's sit down and listen to dia and actually give them the acknowledgement that they deserve and so for me I'm not saying no I definitely think that they are very underrated because you don't really hear of them often, but it's giving them a chance. And for those who are new to our podcast, or if you have listened to a few of our episodes here and there, we just because some of us don't really feel that way for a group or an artist doesn't mean you shouldn't try either. And so I'm more than down to give them a chance. It's going to be like one of those things where you actually have to sit yourself down and do it. But they work like i said earlier they worked hard to be where they are they trained and they debuted and so give them a chance if you have if you um haven't already and give their songs a listen definitely check them out because they do deserve it. And let you know, just support K pop groups because man, they're out here struggling. A lot of groups are out there in this, because the industry is so oversaturated. It is like fighting tooth and nail to just even get some recognition. So please support the artists that we recommend because we, we don't mention them for nothing. So please, 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 please give them a chance.
1: And with that, I think we're ready to wrap up for today. So any final comments or thoughts from y'all? I told my boss that I talked about her on a podcast. She's really happy about that. <laughs>
0: I just want to say thank you to Kelly, Mian, and Sarah for being guests on this episode for the Craze Cast. It is so much fun to get to talk to other staff members. So thank you, you guys. We really appreciate it. And if you are not following them on social media, I suggest you do because we all go pretty, pretty into it when we we fan out. so yeah definitely be on the lookout for um works from Kelly, Sarah, me and all of us actually because we all we all write um on the website and continue to support them and yeah thank you guys for being here. we really
2: appreciate it.
1: Thank you for inviting us.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me.
1: It was very fun. I'm glad I got to join again and as a quick reminder we will be at kPSn podcast fest uh 2021 on July 10th, and there's also a second day on July 11th. Uh, CrazeCast is available on all platforms, so please do give us a follow and leave a rating. So this has been the CrazeCast, and we'll see you all next week.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com
1: and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.